0: Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Markle, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. This podcast is called The Knee Conversation. These are the conversations that stray away from the topics that the Theatre of Others podcast focuses on. Inspired by the work of Robert Wilson and the structure of Einstein on the Beach, there are the key scenes, or, in our case, the key topics, and in between those scenes are what he called the knee plays. These knee conversations are the mortar of the brick that makes up The Theatre of Others. On the podcast today, joining from Melbourne, Australia, are Booty Miller, Co-Artistic Director of The Theatre of Others, and myself in Puebla, Mexico. The Theatre of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times we believe the play watches the audience the audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens and we would love to hear from you to join in this conversation go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others again that's speakpipe.com backslash theater of others theater with an r e theater of others all one word where you can argue with us criticize us correct us if need be And be in dialogue with us. This is not a conversation that's a one-way street. We are hoping to hear back from you. We are the theater of others, and you are an other, too. This episode of the Theater of Others podcast contains explicit language. Hello, hello.
1: Hi, Adam.
0: Hi, Booty.
1: (laughs) So, I'm really excited because we're having a new conversation, and you know how important any conversations are in, in the way that we work yeah it's a big day today it's a very big day today
0: it's an important day yes it
1: is (laughs) we have and and we and elijah decided
0: to stay back and have a little knee conversation with us as well (laughs) because (laughs) it's just time (laughs) we we have we have so much to discuss that we we can't do it by ourselves we need to have (laughs) we need to have an intermediary between us
1: we had, we actually need another black man that's you know that's in the streets that's on you know that's doing the that's doing the the walk um, for us you know we're out of the country. my
2: old ass my old ass is not in the streets my <laughs> old ass is <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at that clock it's saying ten thirty and I'm gonna take my revolutionary ass to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the revolution will like? start in
2: the morning. The revolution will the start. Revolution.
1: The, <laughs> the revolution will not be televised, will not be recorded. The revolution will be going to sleep at 10 o'clock that's right. Yeah, probably. Probably.
2: <laughs> so
1: Elijah, you know, this is something that I always ask you when I'm when I when I get when we're talking is mm-hmm. what's it like in New York right now?
2: <laughs> that's a that's a good question. I think it's like um, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, where everybody's <laughs> celebrating, <laughs> except we don't have uh, demonic teddy bears like banging on the skulls of stormtroopers. But we might yeah, yeah, soon, yeah. depending <laughs> on how well, the night goes.
0: <laughs> that's right. The, the The Trump supporters may end up uh, being that at the end of the night. It's true. <laughs> uh
2: huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. It is. It is a real sense of. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on who you talk to. I think um, I was out there about maybe about forty five minutes ago. And um, it's a lot of young people who are out, you know, it's like dancing in streets. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. very like Jesus Christ superstar and folks are (laughs) out and, you know, singing and and it's it it can be it is a beautiful sight. And um, but then again, you know, speaking to a lot of my friends, there is an apprehension. There is a feeling of uh, of worry about what the next two months are going to be. There's a feeling Mm -hmm. of not wanting to celebrate, but rather Mm -hmm. to take a shower (laughs) To wash <laughs> off the four years, mm. you know, um, to rest, to rejuvenate, because I think we're in a, in for a long fight in the next couple yeah. of months and yeah. years. And yeah, it's going well, to be a record. very tense
0: seventy-four days until the inauguration. Because you know, yeah. this now he's unhinged; he will be unhinged. There's nothing holding him back. I mean, what what can mm-hmm. happen? And then we have to remember: there's also still the Senate race in Georgia, right. Right, right, right. There's, there's the two there's the two outstanding senators that uh we have to remind the people to go back out in January in the, in January right. you stand in line and vote again mm-hmm. in Georgia right, right 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 right
1: well fortunately we had Adams uh absentee ballot vote in Georgia so Adam yep, helped that, change the flip the country
2: that's right that was <laughs> so the one you're part of the problem. You're you're exactly who he's talking about. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you stole the election. Thanks a lot, Adam.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> Stacey Abrams and I got together, hatched a plot, and uh, we put it in motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. For those of you, for those of you who haven't um, uh, caught on, we're we're talking with uh, Julian uh elijah martinez uh we have a conversation with him that you get to hear uh next week but we just had to bring him on and because today is the day where we got a new president we got a new president today and you know mm-hmm. serendipitously god has put these three men together and we need to have a conversation with y'all
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually found out today at 10 o'clock in the morning that we oh, had a new president well, which was to fucking this. crazy
1: so on my side of the world, like it was like four o'clock, 3. 30, 4 o'clock. That was when y'all were sending me text messages, and I was literally yeah. in the living room, and it was a, one of the coldest, like one of the coldest spring days and it was spring evenings in in Melbourne. And so, actually, mm-hmm. and I like shivering on the sofa, and he's passed out, and I'm trying to watch. And then I get tired. And I was like, "Okay, hey, well, it's not gonna, they're not gonna announce anything, anything you know, special yet." So I went to bed, and like right after I went to bed, they did all the announcements, and of course, my husband wakes up sees everything doesn't bother to let me know anything i wake up the <laughs> next morning with everyone with them giving me messages and i was like actually why didn't you wake me up this? Uh, because i wanted to be able to sleep later and i knew that if you woke up i would never get any sleep
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well that's hilarious
1: yeah y'all that's know him. self-preservation you know how he is <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. i know
2: i know exactly he, he probably thought about it so he probably rolled over saw it. he was like nope put everything on silent yeah. exactly he's <laughs> like i may be an asshole but i will be a well-rested asshole exactly so. and then once again the revolution needs to be well-rested so he's actually yeah. you know, he's right
1: well, <laughs> well on the flip side just before we started talking was when they made when kamala made her announcement and when when um her speech yeah, Joe biden made his, his speech mm-hmm. as well and and i can't tell you like he's out, he's out doing errands and i'm sitting here by myself in the living room and i am having church in the living room my heart is exploding <laughs> i'm really excited because i'm like my niece is gonna see a female uh Woman of color, African American, Indian—like, look, Kamala is basically mm-hmm. the child that that Akshay and I would never have. You it's know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and then, and you know, my, my sister, my sister's daughter, Akshay's sister's daughter. I mean, this isn't mm-hmm. really this. These are the images that I'm that I'm fighting for, and right. and then having Joe Biden say, "And to the African American community, community, you've always had my back, and I promise that I got yours." You
2: know right, what I mean? Right. Those
1: kinds of things I need to hear right now.
2: Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I think, you know, there's, therein lies the question is like, what is Joe actually going to do for us? You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people, especially a lot of young folks, and a lot of progressives are, uh, you know, he's not, he's not our first choice. You know what I mean? He's not, you know, he's probably not our third choice. So the, I think the party is, is all kind of, I mean, he, he's inheriting a, a divided party that was united against one big bad. And now the bad is over. I had a friend of mine, you know, she, she tweeted this. Uh, she said, now the, the, the subtle work begins. And that's where mm-hmm. we're at at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, the, philo- the philosophical discussions, the, the, um, the harder struggles. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's easy for mm-hmm. us. It's easy. It's easy to fight, uh, you know, Darth Maul. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's a little, it's a little more difficult when it's when, you know, when we're mired in, in, uh, in, in nuance. And that's where we are right now. It's nuance. Do
0: you, th- yeah. do you think, can I ask you this? Cause you're there. We're, we're both not there. I mean, we're, yeah. we're both political junkies and reading the news and all this and everything. Mm-hmm. But with, with everything that everybody knew that he has done in the last four years, with the largest turnout in history, with uh, never-Trumpers turning their back on their party and voting Democratic, with registrations through the roof, we still barely squeaked this out. Yeah. You say, how is he going to You know, – how is he going to govern? Uh, my question is, how is he going to govern when – you're right, the Democratic Party is actually split mm-hmm. and then the country – is also split. Yeah. Mm. Is the country more conservative than we thought it was and is progressivism not quite had its time yet? Is is I mean I, I'm just trying to think of like I'm looking at the numbers, I'm looking at the the states. I mean, they clearly did not want the Democrats to have the Senate. We, right. we lost seats in the House, I and mean, we still are in control, but like is it a thing where if it wasn't Trump, it could possibly be a, a Republican winning. Is it just that? Is it just Trump, or is it we're on the cusp of a, of a progressive slip in, into something else?
2: I think it's a lot of things. I think like let's look at California. California has just like california voted against affirmative of action it voted against there was a number of progressive things that were happening in california that were actually voted against and this is california
0: yeah.
2: uh, my father yeah. my father said this he's like we america is actually a very conservative country mm-hmm. and i think we forget that because oftentimes our it is it is in vogue for us mm-hmm. to, for you to be progressive you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like it's like it's like how it's now in vogue for everyone to be polyamorous, but no one's actually polyamorous. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's or everyone is everyone is pansexual, but no one. But when it comes down to it, it they're actually not pansexual. They just want to say <laughs> that they're pansexual because you know because it's kind of hip and cool. This is not to for people who are actually pansexual. Please don't cancel of course. me. Yeah, but uh, but would, uh, <laughs>
1: they,
0: they will not cancel you, Elijah. They expect to speak free here, <laughs> and
2: then' will be love uh, them. <laughs> but uh but that's the thing that's happening in america right now it's i think it, it's invoked to be progressive it's invoked to 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 mm-hmm. write to to champion progressive values but when when but when you get down to nuts and bolts we do have a very strong conservative spine to our country mm-hmm. our country is essentially i mean our country was founded on slaves yeah, it's founded on it's it founded on white supremacy. It's founded on a caste system in which mm-hmm. white people and white men and straight white men are the dominant caste, and mm. it's and that has hasn't been challenged. It it has only recently challenged, and by recently the last sixty years. And so what mm. we're, what we're up against is centuries of oppression and sixty years of actual e- effort and change in order to in order to enact that so i there is a i think there there has to be a degree of of patience in the sense of like it's not it's actually we we won't really see the i don't think we'll really see the progressive shift that we're all expecting until these gen zers are biden's age Because if you remember, like, well, because if you remember, like, how Biden grew up and where he is now, Mm -hmm. where, you know, my father said this, my father grew up and he was, he, he was, he was in one of the first uh, integrated societies and he's a generation ahead of me Mm -hmm. and then my generation. And now, you know what I mean? And we see what kind of policies that are important to us. So until that generation gets into power, we're actually not really going to see as much change as I think we want and need. Um, Mm -hmm the big difference I think is, is the fact that there's just more of us. Yeah. Well, so what what was
1: the call of action then, Elijah? What's the call of action then for us right now? How can we fast forward it? How do you think we can fast forward it as a people that are feeling inspired and energized by this movement?
2: Well, I think, I think we all have to stay engaged. We can't get complacent. Um, Mm -hmm. We have to continue to, 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 we have to continue to and by engagement. I mean, we have to, uh, focus on local elections on Senate races on, Mm -hmm. uh, on being engaged in our community. You know what I'm saying? We have to stay informed, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think the, the, we have to, we have to be as organized and as mobilized as the other side was. And that's what we notice is like, this like this was a plan for trump like to get trump to his place and what we saw with the court and what we saw with the senate this was a this was a decade-long plan mm-hmm. decades-long plan by the conservatives and we have to be that forward thinking among amongst our side and i know there's mm-hmm. a lot of conversations happening right now where it's like well we have to reach over the other side we have to reach over the side and I'm like yeah we do that we do we do have to do that but we also have to make sure that we have our shit together. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're <laughs> yeah, we've got to
1: be clear about what we're asking for. we got to be clear about what we need and know right. how to work, work together for it. That's,
2: right. that's my absolutely. question is
0: how do we work together? Because, because you're absolutely right. It's been a decades long plan amongst the conservative, amongst the Republican party of basically saying, we're going in this direction. You are coming with us. But I wonder if our coalition is so large and has so many interests and so many, um, personalities that, you know, it was so hard to get everybody to go behind Biden and just go like, okay, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's my fifth choice, right? Um, there are many other people that I would have wanted at this at this point in time, but we all have to get behind and go, okay, we can't go there. We can only go there right now. How, I mean, the, the Republican, it was, it's the old adage, um, uh, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line, Mm-hmm. and i feel like i feel like yeah we do we fall in love with our candidates and you know we, we we pour our heart and our passion into them but how do we i hate to say this how do we fall in line so that we can start to move our agenda forward
2: that I, and that i don't know i think there's there's a lot of i think it's i think i think there's different philosophies behind that you know what i'm saying there's um mm-hmm. there's an idea that we have to find a compromise within within our tent and we have to and we have to and i think and i think uh, a lot of old school uh democrats believe that and i think biden is going to approach it that way where it's going to be about compromise when again a lot of progressives are, are also saying it's like we're living in a time period where it's it's not time to compromise these are our demands and these are we are making demands um and, I, and I'm saying that in the sense of, like, I don't know which is right. You know what I'm saying? Because issues yeah. like climate change, yeah. th- there exactly. should be no compromise. At all, ever. Right? Yeah. yeah. At yeah, all, yeah, ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: think I think for me, compromise has to do with internal value systems of each individual. Because when I look at myself, and if I'm looking at compromise for myself, like, I've always been known to be say, like, I'm not the person to go out and, and scream in the streets, but I'll definitely change politics in my classroom and the, and the consciousness of the people um, that I interact mm-hmm. with. But I'm realizing that ain't gonna work. I gotta take my black ass into the streets. I gotta yell. Right. <laughs> I gotta get loud. I gotta be up on that shit, because that's the compromise that I need to make with my little ego of like, oh, God, that one little extra thing. Can I just do every other thing but that? Because I just hate being in, li- like, loud like loud crowds and people and that's just not my, not my bag. But that's one Mm -hmm. thing that I got to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in that kind of situation, because I really feel this way that this is this forward movement can is, is I feel like it's our last chance, yo, because we've been screaming Mm -hmm. about this shit for so long. And now we're in a position where we really have to put our actions and our bodies and our money, our finances, our intelligence, our, our, our gatherings and our communities together. You know, to Mm -hmm. hear that there was this 81-year-old African-American woman who voted for the first time in South Carolina, that is a problem. That's Mm -hmm. a big problem.
2: right, right.
1: You know, and that's where I'm feeling like that's my call to action, that I got to get my shit in gear. Because honestly, I don't want to die until systemic racism, institutionalized systemic racism (laughs) is killed in the free world. So I'm going to be alive for a while. (laughs) <laughs> i ain't dying i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do a reconfort re- re- against Ginsburg. i'm gonna take it all the way to the supreme court <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like, and, and, I, and i think that's where where i get rattled with my own sense of privilege now because now i'm in i am in a quite privileged situation, situation and scenario all three of us are you know mm-hmm. we're not in the we're not in the tax bracket and understanding of who we are as artists and people and uh the, you know 10 years ago we're we're in a completely right. different understanding of who we are as artists and our commitment and our and our obligation to to our country and to each other you know
2: right right and i uh, yeah and i th- and i think that's the thing right it's it's going back to your conversation like what what do we do it's it's we do what Stacey abrams does did which is Mm. like she spent two years and she and she organized yeah Mm. so like you know what i mean like that's how we we have to continue that kind of effort and that kind of um that kind of push that kind of grassroots like movement to enact change because the unfortunately within this country there is literally half the country is going to fight just as hard against you yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um and it is and it is a fight and i know and i know like we we want to have conversations about like oh we need to be united as a, as a country but like let's let's be real this is this is a fight and we're fighting for people's lives you know what yeah I mean? so um yeah. yeah i watched um i don't know if you've,
0: if you've seen uh david letterman has a, a show on netflix called my my next guest needs no introduction yeah, yeah, along yeah. That. really great yeah, and yeah. he had um he has a new season and one of the episodes he's he's interviewing dave Chappelle, and he's yeah, in like yeah. Dave's backyard yeah. and Dave lives in yellow Springs, Ohio, which is, I, I used to live in Ohio. I used to live right down the road from yellow Springs. It's a beautiful, amazing progressive community built around Antioch university, which is an incredibly progressive, uh, university going back to the 1800s was, a you know, abolitionist university. And that kind of spirit lives on in that community. And what I loved about this episode beyond the fact that it's Dave and Dave, um, Two great comedians <laughs> talking to each other is how much time, how much time Dave Chappelle really, really pushed the idea of local community. How much mm. he really spent talking about saying, like, I know every single person in this town, and every, every single person knows me. Like, I'm famous, but I'm no longer a celebrity amongst these people. You know, he's walking down the street, and they're just like, hey, hey, Dave, what's going on? But he's also talking about a sense of you gotta you actually have to get to know the neighbors. You have to know everybody. You have to you have to be a part of the community. And this thing that you're talking about with Stacey Abrams with with this grassroots is I feel like I mean, obviously progressives, Democrats, we tend to cluster into cities. And in cities we we lose that sense of community because mm. the city is too big. You know, you, you may know you may know your neighbor, but you don't know anybody else on your street. You know your friends that you have, but that sense of there's, there's not a sense of community because it's so much. It's so very, very large. But the only way I think that we can we can do this thing that you're talking about, which is whether it's compromise or not, whether it's working with uh, the other side or not, it's, it's going, okay, there are certainly national problems, but there are also this community problems. And if we realize we're just a community, we're just a bunch of people who are just living right next to each other, then, yeah, then the big things don't actually need us involved we don't need to be involved in, in some of those things some of those things absolutely yes you can't i mean, but how do you how do you make this how do you make this grassroots community thing when you are in larger cities when you are in larger domains that's not just you know you and your neighbor and three miles in between you you know it's right, it's, a, right. it's a pasture and and you know a cow and then you and your neighbor
2: well, we also, I mean, it's That's that old adage, um, think, you know, act locally, think globally. It's that old adage, yeah. you know, that old, um, which is first and foremost you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of that is to that is is in, you know, engaging with your neighbors and knowing what neighborhood that you've moved into, like what is the history of the neighborhood that you're in um who who lives here who has lived here who owns property here what what are the local businesses you know what i mean like and doing that kind of simple stuff and that's the and that's the thing that i'm that i'm noticing a lot amongst um at least amongst my peers is that there is an effort to be aware of the spaces that they're in or the spaces that they occupy um and trying to treat said spaces as guests and maybe that's a reaction to um, the fact that we're all very keenly aware that we're benefiting from gentrification um, Mm -hmm. and we're moving into, and we are part of the, the changing demographics in these neighborhoods. Um, Mm -hmm. But there is a conscious effort to that. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but the idea is like, how do we get our progressive views and visions out of the cities and into the world and into rural communities in America? And I don't have a, I don't have an answer to that uh, and I think, and I think if, I did, yeah, and if I did I wouldn't I wouldn't be here talking right, to you, right. you know
1: I mean? this, this conversation is all about like it's like leading through example you know like right. it, like when like Lord she was looking at his wife parvati's eyes he says through you I know myself and I think that if we go in by leading by through example or by example as opposed to trying to coerce you to come to my side I think empathy is stronger than actual, you know, seducing or seduction or just winning an argument. Because if and I think if we're in that sense of community and we are present and we're at the table and people will just get used to being in a situation where we are having a dialogue as opposed to trying to keep converting people. I think that's where the first armoring comes up is everyone starts armoring themselves of like, I'm never going to have a Republican point of view. I'm never going to have a Democratic point of view. I'm never going to have a Democratic or a Republican point of view because I'm green. You know, it's like, <laughs> if we could just find a way to like, to, to, to take on another person in a communal space, I think that's the first, that's the first way.
0: I, I, read, I read somewhere recently that if, uh, if just the population of Williamsburg moved to Montana... Montana would instantly be a blue state. They would they would they would have they would elect a blue senators and blue blue uh, re- representatives and a governor and everything else. That's just, and that's the problem, right? Because like who wants to move to Montana? Beautiful state, but but you don't want to move to Montana. You don't want to move to Kansas, but like it would it would take, you know, a very small population because it's a very small population in those states to completely flip those states around. Mm-hmm. And then it would be it would be that kind of grassroots local thing of going, you know, Instead of going to L.A. and New York and Chicago and Austin where, Mm -hmm. you know, those great progressive bastions, what would it mean to move to Tennessee? What would it mean to move to, you know,
2: Arizona, which
0: is now looking blue?
2: Yeah. And, well, and that's the thing. It's like, well, it'd be interesting to see what happens after this, after this plague, because, you know, we're seeing a migration, another migration of sorts as yeah. people are moving out of the cities and into places that are a little bit more, mm. um, you know, cheaper. But that's also why we're holding on to the electoral college as much as much as we are. Yeah, oh, You know what I'm saying? Because like, as we've proved with this, there's been there was record turnouts on both sides of the fence. Yeah. You know, and there was yeah. just literally more of us it wasn't that we changed people's minds not in huge numbers it's like we literally were just more and so like you know what i'm saying so and that and that, and for me that's a little disheartening in the sense that i believe in this myth of of american democracy <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. in I'm the sure. sense in the sense that like you know i was raised on the idea that we are supposed to debate our philosophies and debate our ideas and mm-hmm. that the idea that has this, that makes the strongest argument is the one that that will pre- prevail yeah. and what happened with this election at least in my perception is that is that it wasn't a debate of philosophy or ideas it was just literally mm-hmm. like I'm like, I got more people who are this thought and I got more people with this thought and we're all going to show up and you know what I'm saying? So, but um,
1: even like allow philosophy of ideas, even in the, the it it was was a philosophy
2: of,
0: it was a philosophy of ideas versus a cult of personality. Right. that's the problem. Like Biden came up with here's here are plans, here are things that I would like to enact. Here's here's changes that I would like to see. And Trump, you still haven't heard anything about what his second term would be. He never gave an idea of what it is that he right. wants to do, besides make America great again, again, uh, <laughs> again, again, <laughs> and, and again, again, that, again, again. <laughs> that's the problem. Is like is like. Right the the at least i won't i won't say the conserv i won't say republicans in general but the conservative party in general but trumpism is a bankrupt idea is is bankrupt of ideas and mm-hmm. the democratic party probably has too many ideas right at this point mm-hmm. i mean not 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 in a bad way of having too many ideas but i mean of going there are progressive ideas there are centrist ideas there are moderate ideas and there are uh-huh. you know and those are, all those ideas are out there and then there's trumpism which is as we've seen okay so look
1: we don't do provocations in the knee conversations but i feel like with where we are today in this particular conversation with these three gentlemen (laughs) well maybe two gentlemen and me um (laughs) i think we need to give a provocation to our listeners i think we need to give a call some sort of call to action that's come up with what we've been talking about what do you two think what do you think about that
2: sure yeah definitely so uh, since I
1: brought it up, I guess I should come up with this.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you want me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, think, I think the first one is I, I actually want to stretch out that concept of what are your thoughts? Um, what do you think you're capable of doing? And what do you think you're not capable of doing? Make a list of those things. I can make these changes. I can make these changes. I can't make these changes. I can't make these changes. So on the, the, the changes that you can make list, do them. And pick at least one in the can't change list, and do it. See how you can do it, and see wh- how that develops possibly into more can't change things on your list. Because I think once we once you get it done on paper, and once you become clear and articulate about where you, you'll be able to understand where you stand, where you sit, where you intersect, and all these ideas that I keep throwing around that, we, that we're throwing around, and that the world is throwing around. And you know, first of all, my thing is, for example. I, I was I, the environment, you know. I'm 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 hooked on the environment. I'm addicted to the, the planet Earth, and so you know. Uh, and and serendipitously, my compost came today. My little compost little rotation thing to make soil came today. I got a new president. I got a new compost machine. I get to talk to Elijah. It's it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> this is like this is like the day of the gods. So I, and and and, and I've also because of that. I, I stopped, I stopped, uh, I, I'm doing my fucking damnedest to not like buy uh single use plastic. Like I stopped buying lotions that come in a plastic container. I found, I found, uh, um, uh, uh, a lotion that comes in a glass container that I can refill. Like that's what I'm doing for the environment politically is that I, I'm putting, I'm creating space for people to speak up and, and putting it on, you know, on a podcast and for us to have a, a dialogue with people and, and i'm making the really uncomfortable thing is i'm actually going to do two things i'm going to stretch out to my neighborhood and my neighbors and get to know my neighbors a little bit more and stop being the fabulous queen that walks the streets and <laughs> i'm going to take my ass to a, to the next to the next um, um protest that that is happening on on my side of the world and um and be a body in the space
0: it's <laughs> so great watch out. yeah <laughs> Um okay well I'll I'll try something um because my mind uh, and my heart and my soul is in Georgia my my home state where I was born um I go to Fair Fight go look up Fair Fight this the uh, it's the organization that Stacey Ames um uh founded 2 years ago after she I was going to say after she lost the governorship after the governorship was stolen from her from the secretary of state who ended up being the governor of Georgia. Uh, she founded this organization and instead of kind of giving up, she decided to uh, register voters and do everything she could to increase that turnout and, and turn Georgia blue for the first time in 28 years. Um, so go mm. to fair fight because on fair fight, they will, they will let you know about your local organizations of how to help out um, and uh, to know, you know, when to, when to show up, where, what to do, how to, how to help out. Um, if we happen to have any listeners in Georgia, go and immediately qu- request your your ballot for the January special election. Uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is the uh, preacher of Ebenezer Baptist Church, the preacher that Martin Luther King Jr. was the preacher at. He is mm-hmm. running for Senate against a lady who made millions of dollars off of the pandemic. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. So um, – yeah, go and find go and find, you know, as as booty gave you things to, to think about of what you can and can't do, then go and I'm I'm providing you the tool. Go to Fairfight and they will provide you with your local um local information about how you can help out if you want to help out. And I think that's we're community. Yeah, we're we're thinking about community and how you can be a part of your community.
1: Yeah. All right. That's a good one, Adam. Elijah, you got something?
2: Oh shit. That was like <laughs> I was going to I was going to say I was going to say, yeah, check out Stacey Abrams. Uh, <laughs> I was actually I was actually, I was like, oh, now then he started talking. I was like, oh fuck, now what am I going to do? stole it. Uh, Swept in there. <laughs> so, so all right, so I'm going to I'll do i uh, I'll do uh, 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 I'll, I'll do self-help because actually, you know, as mm. um as a, 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 I think as a Shanté Shakur says that uh, she, her, her revolution changed when she realized that um, that self help wasn't a revolution. So mm. that uh, that you know helping self mm. and self joy and discovering joy. So what I would say is like over the course since we spent so much time getting burnt out by this election, um, my voice teacher gave me this assignment. So maybe you'll, maybe you listen. Come on now. So, uh, if you have a if you have a bathtub and and uh, so this is just for the listeners. Bathtubs, apparently. <laughs> 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 you have <a> bathtub. ah, <laughs> the rest of you again. are yeah. Exactly. The rest of you are screwed. You are screwed. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're just gonna wallow in your like your revolution's <laughs> over. Um, so if you, if you have a bathtub, this is just a, this is a great is, is to give yourself a little self love, self healing. Uh, fill your bathtub up until it reaches to your to about to where you can lie down until it reaches to your jaw because we tend to carry a lot of tension there um and as you lay in the bathtub have something delicious to eat or something uh wonderful to drink that you that is your choice and then as your jaw as you feel your jaw begin to relax you give yourself something nice to drink and if you feel your jaw begin to tense up you give yourself something nice to eat and that is what my, oh. that is a that is a little little trick that my voice teacher gave me in terms of like a little self-help a little self-love a little you know a nice wonderful night in your bathtub if what you have a shower it, i guess you just huh
1: what did it do to you when you tried it what was it, was it did you have a revelation
2: i mean i got well i chose wine so i got a little drunk <laughs> 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 and I was just drunk at the bathtub. Yeah, okay. That's all my legs.
1: <laughs> so then you basically to get one of those like beer helmets. So if you have a shower, you have a beer helmet.
0: Exactly. That sounds so sad and pathetic. A beer helmet in the shower <laughs> to release the, t- the tension in your jaw. That's That image is just pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh
1: that's beautiful that's beautiful well look i think i think we should let people go so they can go and celebrate like we're about to go celebrate um yeah and then um uh, tune in next week so you can actually hear our conversation with elijah <laughs> elijah yeah. martinez julian elijah martinez yes <laughs> so thank you gentlemen
0: no thank you yeah thank, thank you, you. Thank you, Elijah. I re- appreciate you, uh, you indulging us for this uh, knee conversation uh, without, yeah, without having yeah, been course. formally introduced to our audience, but uh, <laughs> jumping in here and, st- and talking politics <laughs> with us. It's really great. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course, of course,
1: of course. They'll jump back. They'll jump back for next week. <laughs>
2: That's right. They want to find out this interesting. Yeah, they're gonna... this interesting gentleman. who who gets in bathtubs and gets drunk in bathtubs and apparently watches (laughs) a lot of Star Wars (laughs) that's right
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) on that note I think we should go thanks for listening everyone bye
0: bye Bye, everybody thanks for joining us this week on the Theatre Brothers Podcast make sure to visit our website theaterofothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too a special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard the Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and time. we believe the play watches the audience the audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens and you get to be witness to us making that happen The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.